I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor Smith Show. Tonight we are talking to Chandra Albritton. Yay! It's been a long time since we've talked to Chandra. Um, we had a great time talking to her, and Chandra. Um, is a very special person in my past. We spent a lot of time together, um, and I'm really happy we reconnected. And we're going to take a quick break. Before that, thank you to everyone who has joined the Connor and Smith Patreon page. It's so important uh, that you guys have done that. It's funding uh, further creative works that we're doing um, that you as a Patreon member will see. Uh, recently, we uploaded the Nevermore concert at the Strathmore Mansion in 2018 um, for $10 and up members. So go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Hi there. Hi. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Chandra. I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Matt. How are you? I am good. I'm good. It's been a really long time. Uh, Where are you? I am in Queens, New York, in Astoria. Nice. It was a beautiful September day here today. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think we're holding on to summer as long as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Shandra, it's been a minute, like we said. Um, you are from originally Maryland. Aren't you a Maryland girl? Yes, I am a Bowie, Maryland girl, just like our good friend Adolfo. That's right. Is it? Were you guys in the same? Did you know each other before SU? No, no, he went to my rival high school, actually. Oh, that's funny. So where yeah. exactly, you're Bowie. I um, was Bowie High School, yeah, yeah. And what, what was it that got you first kind of thinking you wanted to, you know, as Matt say, be twirly? <laughs> well, um, actually, musical theater was not the first thing for me. I had no idea it existed. Um, I was a church girl. I did a lot of church shows for my dad um but one day i turned on the disney channel and saw the mickey mouse club and thought i was going to be a musketeer that's all i wanted to do um and my good friend was on the show i ended up in high school and uh, for i uh, auditioned for west side story my freshman year and and i haven't stopped ever since wow the the mickey mouse show um I remember being very hooked on that as well. Um, the uh, it was it was uh, gosh, I guess it was the eighties then, right? Yeah, um, and nineties. Yeah. Um, so, so West Side Story was the first musical for you. Yes, it was. Um, and how did you get to hear about Shenandoah then? Well, it came from someone. You and Matt both know. Uh, my high school director was Eddie Haggerty. 
Yeah. Um, and we were looking at schools. I remember looking at AMDA and um, and uh, the, uh, the the arts one in Philadelphia, uh, University of the Arts. Um, but uh, Eddie told me about Shenandoah and was like, you should audition for the conservatory. And he actually even coached me on my monologue, which was really awesome. But yeah, it was all it was all through Eddie. Eddie just knew. Am I making this up or maybe Eddie even visited the campus when we were kind of like doing a show or two? I don't know. I don't know if I ever remember Eddie there. Yeah, he might have been. My memory of college is so is so vague now. It's sure. Like, like a dream. I don't know if it really happened. Um, a part nightmare. <laughs> a part nightmare, too. Yeah. 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 A little bit. <laughs> um, so that Eddie got you to SU. Now, you were looking at other schools. I mean, did you do like the orientation visits and like kind of see what you wanted to do? What was the deciding factor that made you go, oh, I'll go here? I I think it was when we visited the uh, campus. Uh, it just, I really wanted something that where I lived and breathed it. My, my dad really wanted me to go to University of Maryland and I did not want to go because they didn't have a good theater program yet. And mm -hmm. they, they were saying it was building and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted something very, very, um, you know, where theater's everything. I really didn't want to take a lot of academic courses and I just wanted to to learn because I, I really, I came in, I came in with no idea what I was doing. I didn't take an acting class a day in my life. I just was always getting leads in community theater and I didn't know how I was getting them. Right. It was, yeah. Yeah, and, and the when you came to SU, it just kind of felt right. You just had that like- Yeah, it, it yeah. Clicked. Yeah, I think I remember we saw something. It might have been some musical theater ensemble show, and it was like really good, but I can't remember what it was. I literally cannot remember. But I remember my my family being like, "Wow, this, these kids are really talented." You should, like. That's that's I. Uh, it wasn't Grand Night for Singing because that happened while we were there. I think. Right. Um, do you remember what it would have been? MTE Matt. Mm -mm. All the blur, huh? Yeah, it's so blurry. <laughs> yeah, really. I remember Jason Wooten gave gave us the tour, and I just remember his performances on all of his songs. We were like, he is so good. Yeah, yeah. And and also like arriving at at Shenandoah, you kind of pop over that hill from Route Fifty and like Brigadoon, it kind of appears. Oh yeah. And and then it feels so intimate and so personalized, like you literally aren't going to get like overlooked because it's kind of a small little um it's like a little small little academy oh yeah yeah and so so outside of um what what were some of your best takeaways at su like what were moments that you kind of treasured or kind of like re keep remembering still you know through the haze oh yeah i um i remember lindy the most um i think she was very supportive of me i think she could tell that i was just terrified most of the time in class and um and when i when i would come out of my shell she would be so supportive and um i think she she really took me in in the children's theater side of um shenandoah 
Um, I feel like if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had all the oper- the uh, acting opportunities I had there. Because you ended up doing a lot of the children's theater, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was always it was always audition for the musicals, get called back for a role and then not get cast and then find out I'm really just going to do a kid show next. <laughs> do you remember what the kid shows were that you did? Yes. Uh, my first show was Charlotte's Web with yep. um we had all the we had all the cool upperclassmen in that show, so it was really fun to work with everybody. And, Wait, was Heather Ward in that show? Um, I don't know if she was, but Ben Franklin was in it. Um, Sam Rotella was in it. Um, uh, Laura Woyaz was in it as well. It was just a really interesting show. Uh, Jenny Lamb, I think, was in it too. Gosh, was was I the stage manager for that show? I don't remember who stage managed Charlotte's Web. I think I was a part of that show, but I don't think yeah. I was in it. I remember that Hootmer was in it. Right. Who was she? I don't know. We called oh, her the yeah. we called her the fair slut because she would go, something. Oh, like it was very funny. Um so so Charlotte's Web, what were some of the others that you recall? Um, well, there is one I recall that I can finally, I've been listening to your podcast, and there is one thing that you can't remember, and I can solve this question for you. Uh-oh. Deck detective story. Oh, please do, because I totally... You, yeah, you and I both had walk-ons where we did, like, nothing. We, I remember I walked on with Scott Schaefer in this gorgeous gown, getting our, like, stuff back that was stolen from us from our house and I think you had some you were coming in for something you might have had like one line or but there were so many of these walk-ons and I think we were all like why are we here what are we doing in this show that that brings it all back um and like god what did we do just get dressed up and sit around for like an hour and a half I think so yeah pretty much (laughs) oh I think I remember being so mad I had to even do it yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were. Because it's like your evening is just gone. So you can yeah. walk on and be somebody's like scenery. Exactly. Ugh. Well, thank you for solving that. And the anger has come right back. So there you go. There was probably um, you blocked it out. That's why that's, you, were, you were protecting yourself. And I, I just put that veil right off. I, <laughs> I, I will say going back to the umbrella of the kids theater, children's theater, stuff i feel like um children's theater at times you feel like you're being punished to do it because we all think that we are supposed to be playing people in a real live musical thoroughly modern millie or something but really uh now that i'm older and i look at the stuff that i've done with uh, children and stuff it's the children's theater that really kind of keeps expanding that creative universe in a bigger than life way that kind of uh, creates a, a fearlessness in everyone because I'm not saying that everybody can stand up and be a person, but it's really creating all of these wackadoo, wonderful animated characters that kind of stretches the uh, imagination even further than being um, you know, a, a member of the music theater ensemble. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And well, I loved Lindy because Lindy never let us half ass anything. Right. We couldn't well, get away with 
we didn't get the luck of Hal falling asleep during rehearsal. She was paying every bit of attention. And if we didn't give our all, she would let us have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, now that you're, I'm having memories of Charlotte's Web come back to me. And I, I want to say Jenny Lamb and, and, and Laura Wise, weren't they like barn animals? Yeah, I think Laura was a sheep. Yep. And I think Jenny was a goose. And Maggie Portman was the little girl. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Is it Fern? Yeah. Fern. Yes. Yes. And Danielle was the, Danielle Ferretti was the spider. Uh, Charlotte. Oh, that's yeah. right. We yeah. laughed about that a lot. <laughs> I just directed Charlotte's Web a few years ago, and it was such a little magical experience. Oh, yeah. It's such a great book. I remember reading it as a kid and loving it. Yeah, because, I mean, the underlying message of the story is kind of about death. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you do the, the opera, though? No, I never did the opera. I auditioned. In fact, this is, one of, this is, this is my first experience of Mr. Matt Connor was opera. Um, I auditioned my freshman year because I did Rosa Poncel, these opera con competitions when I was in high school, and they were doing an opera from a, a thing I always had to do at Rosa Poncel, The Medium. And I remember Matt Connor and The Medium as the mute and thought he was absolutely amazing. I was like, this, this acting is perfection. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. You know, I really think fondly about that experience. I don't know what yeah. I was doing um like so many times in college but there was something you know after that experience I went on in um later on in here in DC and, and worked with a group called Synetic um that does a lot of physical uh shows without words and I think it was the medium that kind of gave me the lens into auditioning for them because there's just something really interesting about sort of doing you know, a silent movie uh, on stage because you have nothing to work with. Um, but yeah, I loved doing that, that opera. Yeah, I loved it. I, when I saw it, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> Wasn't it uh, Johanna Charlton? I think so. I don't Toby, remember. what are you yeah. doing, oh, yes. Toby? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then there was that famous aria from the show called Monica's Waltz. Mm-hmm. I still remember for some reason. Um, there was um, his, his last name was Tang. Alex? No, sorry. Jason? Um, Jason Tang, right? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's it, We can't remember anything. This is why we've been calling all our friends so yeah. we can piece together our brittle psychosis from 20 some years ago i know pretty soon this has been the podcast like soup with matt and steven <laughs> what's your how favorite I... soup <laughs> that's how i feel about my sophomore and junior year i i'm not really sure which year was what they they felt like one really long year to me yeah you know that's so true because it was lindy's year for me that really made it feel like it was the year of Lindy when you were like working with her and then the rest of it got kind of blurry was the scene study stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I remember hating the classical stuff. Yeah. It's funny. I hated it in college, but I love it now. Like, yeah, God, yeah. I'm, I want to do Shakespeare. It's, it's, I audition for it all the time. I'm dying to do Shakespeare. And I was so terrified of it in college. And now I'm like, I love this. 
I think for me, even as an adult, it's just an intimidation thing that I've never really just walked through the portal and been like, I'm going to understand this and do it. It's more like, I don't under, it's like, it's almost like not trying a food. It's like, I'm not going to try that. I'm probably not going to like it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's not my thing either, but, but, but I can appreciate it. We've seen a lot of it. Um, I just, yeah. Yeah. Did, Did you see the latest movie that was just out? Which movie? Wasn't there a recent... Uh, oh, there was a Macbeth. Was there a, re- a recent... Yeah, there was a recent Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I haven't seen that. I need to see that. Uh, I meant to watch it. It's like so many things. Uh, that's the one with um, Denzel Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's your... <laughs> see, this is my brain. And with what's her name? And Frances McDormand is Lady yeah. M, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's like in, is it black and white or something? It is. It is in black and white because it's the it's the I think it's the same guys who did Fargo. I remember in college yeah. being obsessed with the Hamlet that was well the two that came out when we were in college the yeah. Mel Gibson and Glenn Close, and not that I thought Mel Gibson was the bee's knees, but I loved Glenn Close in it, and then the Kenneth Branagh one. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it's like, I wish those two versions could, like, swap some cast members. Um, But, yeah, at any rate, Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Um, So so outside of those kids shows, um, what were, what were you, like, when it was time for, like, leaving SU, Mm -hmm. was it, like, white knuckle, I'm terrified, or was it, get me out of here and let my life begin you know it was interesting I did that extra year my I called it my super senior year where I was there for one class um but I had been feeling so like I didn't belong there I wasn't good enough to be there for so long um but it changed when I went to and I remember running my auditions for the uh VM that we have to go through a state thing before we can go to SCTC and I remember running it for Mr. Herman and cause I always felt like he had the sense, like I would go to him. Why am I not getting in this? Why am I not getting into that? And he'd be like, you gotta work on your dancing. You gotta work on your character. And then I would go and like talk to Mary Robert and she's like, no, you're fine. We didn't even have you dance cause we know you can do it. So I was very confused. Um, and I remember that audition I did for him and, and he was like, he basically said to me, no, it's good. You've just got to believe in what you're doing. You've got this, you're fine. And um, I went off to SETC and did incredibly well. And it, I remember coming back and telling him how well I did. And it was something I just needed to hear for myself that, okay, I am bookable. It's not, it's not college. I just, just, I just didn't fit in a mold at that time. Um, so it, I actually was. And just audition and just get out into the world. And so what was that like for you? So after your super senior year, and first of mm-hmm. all, before we get out into the world, was that super senior year kind of almost fun because you didn't have to do a lot? Yeah, it was to- totally easy. I had my own apartment. I actually worked at Books A Million. Um, I didn't, I wasn't on campus a lot. I was literally just there to take a couple of classes. So I kind of had my own little separate adult life from the college, which actually was really nice. I think it was nice just to kind of get out of that atmosphere and feel like I was a grown up. Was that books a million, the books a million that we used to call books a couple? 
Probably it's right. It was right by that place that had the really cheap clothes. Because um, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't like a gigantic books a million. So yeah. we called it books a couple. I think Liz used to work there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> Liz Albert. Yeah. Um, all right. So super U- senior year is done, and what what does Chandra do? Um, well, I you know I went out and I auditioned, and I thought I was going to book a bunch of things, but they all kind of they all kind of fell through. But it was fine. Um, it kind of I feel like it's interesting when I think about when I graduated compared to these kids that graduated close to COVID Um, because I graduated and 9-11 happened that fall. So it, it kind of put a halt. I felt like on some jobs, there was a sense of like uncomfortableness with who they were casting and where we were having auditions. Cause I remember I was supposed to audition for Disney cruise line in New York and we ended up not going because it was like days after 9-11. but I um, I auditioned in D.C. and I had a really good time in D.C. I did like an understudy for studio theater for Batboy and did some stuff for BAPA for their like special ed performances. And I, you know, I had a really good time in uh, D.C. while I was also paying off student loans working for a law firm in the Watergate building, not too far from you where you all live, actually. Oh, wow. I yeah. love the Watergate building. Yeah. Um, so Bat Boy, Studio Theater, Pat O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We knew yeah. a few folks in that, didn't we, hon? Mm-hmm. In Bat Boy? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was hoping and praying that somebody would get sick, but they never did. Was, was, was that Lori Kraft? Lori Kraft. Oh, the, for the mother, right, Meredith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. Oh, her voice was that Three-bedroom house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that show. And doesn't he have to be like naked? Oh yeah, but naked at the beginning. Yeah, I don't quite. We I didn't see the show. Um, and then he got nominated or won for it, didn't he? I think he got a Helen Hayes for it. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so you you were kind of here in D.C. for a baby minute, um, paying off loans, doing stuff here and there, and then what happened next? Hello? Hello? I spent a lot of time. uh, The nice thing what I did uh, with being a receptionist in DC, and it was such a different time uh, than it is now that I would, this would never be pulled off now. Uh, I made good money and I would work and work and work up until getting vacation time so I could do auditions and classes. I remember taking a commercial class in front of McDonough. I don't know if you, do you know the McDonough's? I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I think John was in the original cast of parade. Hmm. Um, and the, I wasn't sure if you ever came into c- contact doing any shows with him and at least, yeah, so. out there. Uh, but took some classes and uh, I got a little restless after a year. I'm one of those. It's like, okay, I need to get back on stage. Um, I do remember that's this, that this was like the last time I had seen you, Steve, um, because we got back in touch over a headshot photographer I had who literally called you guys while I was interviewing with him. It was hysterical. Um, but I came and saw you in Footloose. Because you were like, I'm doing Footloose. Come see me at Shenandoah. And so I think that was the last time I saw you face to face. That was 
20 years ago in 2020, uh, 2002. Oh, wow. Where's yeah. The time go? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I went back to auditioning for the big auditions. Like I didn't do SCTC, but I did Midwest auditions in Ohio. And that got me connected with a little theater in Indiana, Bryant, Indiana, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and they did almost cruise-like shows, old-school cruise, where it's like micography. Your choreography is based with the handheld mic in your hand. Um, and I spent a lot of time there. I did, um, I did a theater four tour in the midst of that. Um, and I was working, working, working. And then I ended up at, at this one theme park where I got injured. I broke my knee. I was in pretty bad shape. So I came back to, to home in Maryland and I had to rest up for a bit to, before I got back on my feet. Was, was the, um, the theme park thing, was that the Tweetsie Railroad thing? It sure was. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what happened? What was the injury? What, how'd that occur? Um, well, uh, we were, we were rehearsing for our ghost train. So it was our Halloween show and I was standing in for a girl and doing all of her numbers. So I'm trying to do all of her changes and they, they were setting up to that. We have a train that goes through and they were setting up all this, uh, like Halloween stuff. Like they would have like Jeepers Creepers in one area and all these different like horror, well-known horror guys out there. And, um, I they had taken the poles out of the ground to get the cars in and out and I went and, and I was in my heels and I went running to do a costume change and got stuck in the hole uh. and just flew in the air and landed in just the most wrong way you could land and yeah and you broke your knee or I did it cracked right down the center it didn't break all the way in half but it was just enough to oh my god completely that... messed me up yeah appreciating yeah yeah, that, and I was oh. a can-can girl back then, so can-can girl, not so much anymore. <laughs> what was that recovery process like? It was long, um, but it wasn't done right is the problem. Uh, I, I came back to Indiana way too soon. I came back to do a show that I'm you probably have heard of. I came back to do a show called Honky Tonk Laundry, mm -hmm. and um, which is a lot of clogging in it. Um which is I call it the the bad way of tapping all the bad habits they tell you not to do in tapping is the stuff you do in clogging it's the um, knee killer yes exactly and I didn't get PT because workman's comp took care of me and they they like kind of did this weird thing with my doctor and the doctor just let me go and said you were fine started clogging in honky-tonk laundry and ended up in excruciating pain my knee had swollen up like it like a watermelon during the show and we found out that I was supposed to have, have physical therapy. I had, I had an incompletely atrophied quad muscle. So my quads weren't like doing anything. And I luckily got a cheap, cheap P, uh, PT in Indiana that is for the Amish. Cause I live, we lived in an area that was basically Amish country. The closest Walmart was like 15 miles away. Um, so luckily it was kind of, it all kind of like landed right for me to continue to be able to do the show but it was it 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 was hard that was a that was a hard and painful time so yeah I was gonna say does the knee still bother you to this day or is it kind of done it it does but I know what to do now if it starts to bother me I go back to the gym um 
I've I've learned since then that fitness is very important. Now I have to keep myself in shape. Uh, if I don't, that's when the problems start to happen. Right, right. Um, and when was when? Uh, what timeline time frame are we looking at that, that all this was happening? Uh, let's see. It would have been probably within probably five years since I left home. Um, so I would have been around my age. I think would have been around like maybe twenty eight. Wow. At that time, yeah. So, so how long did you stay out there? Uh, I finished out that contract and then um, I think I went home and, and then the, after that, the, the fall, this is when I ended up at the, what I call my home base theater that I go back to constantly. And that is um, the Woofer House Center Theater in, in Withville, Virginia, which is on 81. So it's kind of on the same, the same exits as, as uh, Shenandoah. So it's always kind of funny to be there. Where, where is that? Whitfield is uh it's right it's really close to like Virginia Tech and it's kind of right at the border of West Virginia um Virginia Tech's probably about 30 minutes away um Bluefield is like 15 minutes away um yeah so it's it's like kind of right at the it's it's literally right where you drive through the how do you call that that drive where you, that scenic drive that everybody does out there Skyline uh, Blue Ridge Parkway. Blue Ridge Parkway. That's what it is. Yeah. And what's the dinner theater's name? Sorry? The theater? Oh, it's Woofer House Dinner Theater. Woofer House Dinner Theater. Yeah. Matt's looking it up on his phone. That's why he's repeating everything. Well, of course. It's a weird spelling. It's W-O-H-L-F-A-H-R-T. Haas, like German. Yeah. Um, so, so you landed there. What, what's, what's, tell us all about that place and how it's like kind of become your home. Um, well, I ended up there because the director I worked with in Indiana knew the director there and uh, they were in the process of having two theaters. Uh, there was a Virginia theater and then there was a Wisconsin theater in the Wisconsin Dells called the Broadway Dinner Theater. Um, and so they needed so many people to come out there. And I went to Virginia as a singer, it was actually funny because they got their, uh, the director was in Wisconsin and they got their uh, signals crossed a little bit <laughs> and they thought I was the dancer and this other girl was the singer. And I was literally like, why are they making me do all this stuff? I don't understand. Um, um, but it, it, I, I got to do a lot of really, it's when I finally got to do the one thing that I was putting my foot down about and that was book shows. Cause I was getting, I was, I was your review girl. Um, I was your girl that you, one second she's singing Gimme Gimme and the next second I'm like singing Phantom of the Opera, you know. Um, so I was, I finally got book shows on my, on my resume. So thank you so much to the Woofer House Dinner Theater. And what were some of those shows? Um, I did, let's see, I did, I was in Music Man. Um, I did, uh, I was one of the Pick of Little Ladies in that. I did a lot of these uh, jukebox musicals. I did uh, Ring of Fire. I did Almost Heaven. Um, I did a little mini version of Wizard of Oz. Uh, and then when I moved over to the Dells, they put me in Footloose. I played um, Vi Moore in Footloose. Um, and I was this this. I there's two that are very embarrassing to me because I I feel horrible about saying it. Just where we are in the world, 
but I was Lady Tiang and King and I, and I was Muzzy in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yeah. The theater looks super cute. Yes, it's very, it's very cute. It's got that nice German. And I actually was just there um, this summer doing um, The Baroness and Sound of Music. You know, the inside almost reminds me of the West End Dinner Theater in Alexandria. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the tiered sort of seating and, and sort of a, uh, you want to see, see? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cute. It's super cute. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, a is... lot of SU grads have gone through there. I met a lot of the younger, the like the ones that we didn't go to school with. I right. met a lot of people out there that from Shenandoah of the like new set. Well, P.S. Uh, usually about 99% of the time, our Ryan Dean Halbrook, our producer, is with us. And he's not with us tonight because he had a meeting after work at the Candy Center tonight. So he may be barging in in the door and interrupting everything. But, uh, oh, Ryan just said, I'm just on my way now. So he's probably not going to make it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If, if, <laughs> if you hear loud noises and pugs barking. How did you decide to land yourself in Queens? Um, well, I, you know, I'd been, New York had been in the goal for a long time, but I, I was one of those, I'm like an extreme planner and I needed to ensure that my money was ready, that I was ready. And, um, I mean, throughout being at the Woofer house and everything, I knew that's where I wanted to be. And I got tired of, um, going back to my house with my family. I just wanted my independence and I wanted to feel like a real grown up. And, um, so, and I, I was getting a little bit restless. It's like, you get what you need and you need from certain places and then you get really good. And then you, I kind of would hit a wall and I'm like, there's gotta be more. I want to do more. Um, and it, it, it took, uh, I mean, I took a long time. I waited a long time to move out here. Um, but I, I finally, I just knew I was ready and I knew it was just time to kind of spread my wings and go out on my own. Um, with my family, it was hard on them. I'm an only child and they're just so like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? And I'm like, yep, this is what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I've been here for, um, this October, it'll be 10 years. So I've, I guess you can call me a New Yorker now. And what's that life been like for you? Um, it's very, very busy. Um, I, I have done so many different things since I've been here, uh, work-wise and, uh, just everything. I also started, I, I started getting into film and TV. I have my, I have my side card now. I, I had some funny little, little non-union gigs I got. I've done, I did like three or four Discovery ID shows, got murdered a couple times <laughs> on television. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I, um, and you know, and I just, I knew that I wanted to do that as well. I was one of those, I didn't want to put all of my eggs in one basket with one type type of medium. I couldn't just be, I'm only musical theater and I couldn't just be like, I'm only an actor. I'm only this, I'm only that. Uh, it was so important to me to understand all of the mediums. So I, you know, there was more work for me. And that's kind of like a rule for life, don't you think? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just, you know, you, you, got, you got to learn how to survive in so many different 
ways. Uh, otherwise, if you just focus on one thing, it's, it's just so easy to be disappointed. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And um, how was it? So you were in New York, presumably during the pandemic when it hit? Oh, yeah, I was here the whole time. I never even, I, there was talk about me leaving, but I was like, I can't. My subletter is on a cruise ship. I, I, the girl that I'm subletting for is on a cruise ship. So I was like, I got to take care of this apartment. And I kind of felt like I've already, I'm already here. And I'd started, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a captain for a major catering company here in New York. And I'm like, I'm already getting up in the ranks with these guys. And I just felt like I needed to stick, stick around. So I, I, I stuck it out. I, I figured out how to never leave the house through like Drizzly and all of these like grocery, grocery delivery services. It was quite hysterical. I've learned that I could be a hermit if I wanted to be. And was it ever my scary? Apartment. Yeah. Oh, totally. I had to stop. I had to stop reading articles on Facebook because uh, I was reading articles about like people dying that were fit and all this stuff and it was it, I was scared there was a point part of the reason I didn't leave my house was because um I watch way too many scary movies and it affects my brain and I had it in my mind that this was like the stand and we were gonna go outside and breathe in particles and just like die in our bedroom um so I I had to just pull myself away from that and that's when I really got into self-help. I put myself through and I, I got into a lot of um, self-help gurus like Hal Elrod. I started doing Miracle Morning. So I made sure my days were mapped out. I did this in the morning. I did worked out and blah, 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 blah. And I took a lot of Zoom acting classes, which helped me stay I really got to just focus on on like rebranding myself and really making sure that my technique was strong. And I just took that time just to better myself. And I think that is what saved me throughout the entire pandemic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to several people who were in New York uh, during the pandemic and everybody's story is different. But um you know, all the banging of the pans and things that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just things that like, it's hard to believe even happened. Oh yeah. You know, it, it just feels like we all lost this like two and a half years or whatever. Well, I remember seeing like an ambulance with its lights on either, you know, driving or sitting wherever it was and just thinking, Oh God. Yeah. Is it, oh, is yeah. it, it was it, you know, it, you just immediately go to, okay, this person's dying. They're, they're here. I guess it's another death. Well, we have like a, a urgent care across the street from our house oh, and yeah. that the ambulance would frequently come during COVID and take people away. Um, which was always just so like, Ooh, yeah, that, Ooh. it doesn't usually happen. We don't see that a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but so like, so you got to take a lot of classes and stuff. Oh, Everybody yeah. got to kind of rethink themselves. Um, and and what has life been like coming out of all that? Are you feeling like things are starting to come to somewhat of a new normal? I feel like this, uh, like just these past few months, everything has changed a lot. Um, it may be a little too fast of a change, um, but 
like mask mandates are completely gone now um it's all like up to you um but the nice thing the only uh is just seeing this the city has woke up uh one of the reasons i knew this when the city was asleep and it's one thing i forgot to mention my other little thing i did during the pandemic was get my real estate license and um i made so much money last year in real estate because apartments cost nothing right um they were there were a million empty apartments you could get into the east village and the old prices they had back in the days when cbgb existed and when it was all like rock rocks rock singers and whatnot um it was crazy how 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 dead everything was i would go out looking at apartments and every restaurant is closed in midtown there are like no restaurants in midtown and i'm like this is weird everything is like dead here where do people eat <laughs> like right. um yeah but that's great about the real estate that's fantastic um yeah i i know a lot of performers that did that kind of went that route um and very successfully so um oh yeah and uh so so you feel like now things is the real estate changing is it like what are the signs that the city is back well one sign is real estate is so hard right now because the prices have gone up the roof and there are no vacancies anymore uh people are fighting to over one apartment in new york right now uh because we just we used we the, all the vacancies it's all everybody's coming back especially students the students are just flocking back here now um yeah it's like it's just beginning and i feel like a lot of a lot of like the richer people in new york city got tired of florida um they tried it and i don't think it worked for them like florida was their escape but now they're ready to go back to their real home well in florida is like another podcast subject all in and of itself oh yeah and i've been you know i don't know if you know my family moved to florida Oh, it did not. Yeah. 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 So I I go out there every once in a while, but I get really bored. When we 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 talked to Jenny Cartney, um, who lives down there, she was like, what pandemic? It's like nothing ever happened down here. Oh, yeah. totally. No masks anywhere. Yeah. Which is just nuts. But um, well, so so now that you feel like things are back, are you are you gonna like try to keep a little toehold on the real estate? I mean, it seems like you do a little bit of everything. The catering company you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, what's what's kind of your battle plan moving forward now that you've kind of rebranded, uh, taken some more classes, branched out in these other exciting ways? What's what is on your horizon that you want to manifest next? I'm, I'm I'm trying right now to keep everything going and but doing trying to do it smart. Um, I am I'm figuring out. I'm actually been talking a lot to my the the boy who mentors us in real estate is actually he's an old Broadway. He was a dancer on Broadway, and he calls this whole thing parallel career. He's really trying to help actors have this parallel real estate career and still be an actor. Um, so I talk to him a lot. We're figuring out my schedule there, and I still want to do and. And I'm, they use me so much in the management role in catering right now. And the money is so beautiful <laughs> to the point it's really hard to leave and do, do a theater job. That is like half what I make in New York for what I do here. And I'm like, I don't know. I'd really love to do this, but it's, I'm so used to this. Um, 
I'm getting back to auditioning. I've got a, a lot of really good things that I'm auditioning for, some callbacks that are coming up. And I'm also rebranding. I One of my Zoom classes, I never left. I fell in love with them. Um, there's a company in Los Angeles uh, called About the Work, and they have a different kind of technique that I really took to that uses your chakras. And instead of like verbal actions, you like actually go through all the chakras in your body and you're like, this line is your root. This line is your heart. And it just has a really, it's just a really good calming class that really, really gets in touch with like the true human experience. And so I'm staying with them and we're working on rebranding for film. In fact, in the next three months, I'm going to be doing filming some scenes with a real company here with all of the work I've done with them and so I'm, I'm, I'm really like just trying to get everything out there. I'm trying to just uh, stay focused uh, with it because sometimes in New York, it's easy to get, get, get focused on your survival job over what you're really here to do. And this, this season is the season where I'm just like, we got to remember where we need to be at all times and not just forget and be like, I'll just cater today. <laughs> like, Right, right. That sounds like such a beautiful thing to go through your sort of intentions in a different way for your line readings. Oh yeah, that's so. Uh, they're such a great. They've, it's just such a great thing. I'm really, I'm really liking. I feel like the Me Too movement and all of this stuff is even changing how we're teaching theater to young impressionable students, and I like this more. This more loving. This more less bringing people down or helping them find themselves. And I, I love it. I love it. I think it's, I think it's a positive, positive thing that, that is happening, especially in this industry. Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like uh, it kind of even makes your training of what we've had seem kind of already just completely antiquated. Yeah, yeah, and, and I have to remind myself. I'm like, they, that was just the way it was then. They didn't know any better, and you know, it was, it was a way. I guess you know, and no more. Are we going to try to make someone cry, uh, for real? <laughs> like, yeah, well, and, yeah, and of course, as yeah. you know, information now just is more, is easily easier easier found, and it just travels so much faster because you can research and find so much just in your phone. Oh yeah, completely. So connecting and, you know, talking and FaceTiming and all that is just moving so much faster. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's uh, I mean, it's there are things that I'm like, oh, gosh, are we going the right direction? But then there are so many things that are that are really great. Yeah, I mean, you would have never have gotten a class that is is exposing you to these different things had it not be that we were all kind of forced into Zoom. Oh, yeah. And then, like, we could look back at, like, the days of Shandoy, it was kind of like, dum da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum Hello, welcome to the Wild West. <laughs> exactly. If you uh, talked to me back then in college and told me, you were going to love acting class, it's going to be one of your favorite things in the world, I would have been like, no, you're, you're, you're lying. I'm not, I, no. <laughs> like... Yeah, well... Shandra, we're mindful of your time as we're almost at an hour. I just wanted to ask you a few um, kind of parting questions here. So during all of this pandemic stuff, besides now, this may be different from you, but uh, besides, um, you know, meditation or practices that kind of were calming for you, 
were there any like things that you started watching like streaming or whatever that you can have continued past pandemic or things that you're really into now just like streaming suggestions that you kind of love oh that's that's a, that's a long one i am i am obsessed uh, with uh, streaming i think when covid started was when i was really into better call saul uh never missed an episode uh, yeah, such, such a great show. I recommend it if you've seen Breaking Bad. I always say everyone needs to watch Breaking Bad first before right. they see Breaking uh, Better Call Saul, or, or you'll be lost. Um, right now, my newest obsession is Barry. Um, I think yeah. it's just brilliant. It's just such it's such good writing and finding a way to. I love black comedy. I like just give me black comedy, and I'm so happy. Um, yeah, that I love. Uh, Stranger Things, of course, I absolutely love. Uh, Severance, I just got into, is really good. Um, yeah, I, you know, I watch so many things. I get, I get caught in my little rabbit holes where I will stay up till four in the morning and finish a show. That's how bad I can get. We were just watching uh, Succession. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, one I God. need to watch. Yeah. It's really great. Um, yeah, Severance, I think we're still in. Um, and now we've just started Only Murders in the Building, which is great. Um, I recommend that because if you like black comedy, that's right up your alley. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I guess other than that, are there any books that you've read that you can kind of you know, pass on that you can uh, recommend to folks? Um, well, as I said, I mostly was doing a lot of self-help, but if people are looking for, you know, really inspiring or just really helping you find your purpose, uh, uh, The Miracle Morning, I, I recommend to everyone. Um, I also recommend anything Simon Sinek does, uh, Find Your Why. I think it, it's so important. I kind of helps you know why you're doing what you're doing and why you want to, like, why you want to be an actor. Uh, why you want to be a real estate agent it's just really great um and i feel like the last very last thing i read that wasn't really self-help was a, a debbie harry autobiography um from uh you know blondie it was it's really really fascinating she is a bizarre bizarre woman oh absolutely yeah in a wonderful way yes in a very um, wonderful way um our producer ryan dean halbrook just made it here and wants to say hello to chandra here we go Hey, Chandra. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Oh, well, I think I saw you years ago by the Kennedy Center. You were walking across the street. I was like, oh, my God, that's Chandra Albritton. Oh, my gosh. That's probably so long ago. Yeah, I because like, she was yeah. working at the Watergate. That's probably why. That's probably yeah, when I was working at the Watergate. Yeah, I was yeah. working at the Kennedy Center. Yep. Crazy. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. I haven't, you know, my family moved out of Maryland, so I just don't even have an excuse to get up there anymore. I'll have to one of these days just take a bus and come see what D.C.'s doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get political, but yeah, now's a much better time than it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was Bowie, Maryland. Is that where you're from? Yeah. Yes, Bowie. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah, I'll listen back to this podcast because I don't know what you guys have covered. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Sandra. Well, thank you for catching up with us. And uh, we've got each other's numbers, so don't be a stranger. And um, keep me posted on what's going on with you. And I'll keep following you on the socials. And 
wish you the best of luck in kind of re-entering society like we are all trying to do. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I, it, it was so much fun. Oh, my God. My pleasure. Thank you for talking to us. We will talk to you some other time. All right. All right. Sounds great. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks so much, Chandra, for talking to us. We love catching up with you. Um, It's been way too long and way too long for so many of us. Uh, That's why this podcast is here, trying to catch up with folks. And I don't know, it makes me feel younger to kind of revisit these stories. Right, Matt? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's great to see that we're all in different places, but we all still love each other and remember that time um, that was so very special. It's, it's like you get out of high school, you get four years with a group of friends, and then you're off to the races. And here we are trying to remember what the races were when we started them. <laughs> At any rate, Chandra, we love you and... Wish you most success in everything that you're doing. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can support us on Patreon via Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an ER. Search it out. We'll put the links in the description. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do. You can share our podcast. You can subscribe to it you can post on social media we love all that there's a discord board you can join and it's like social media for people who don't have social media um there's a spotify playlist there's so many things and ways you can engage but again thank you for all of our patreon supporters uh we really appreciate you and your actively um, adding to things that we actually are creating. Um, So at any rate, uh, we'll be back to you uh, with another episode tomorrow, and have a great night. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye! Bye!